Welcome back to the Kingfisher Podcast with Eric and Bron Whitley. We are excited to start this new year and a new season of the podcast with you. So uh, thanks for listening in and uh, joining us today. Yeah, welcome everyone. It's great to be in the new year, 2024. That's right. It's hard to believe it's already 2024. It is hard. The new year is, a, as we spoke about last week, a great time to start afresh and try new things. So leave a comment below the podcast if you've done that and what's worked for you. Yeah, I'd love to hear some of the things that uh, people are wanting to accomplish in 2024. I think that'd be great to just read uh, about how... Uh, People are approaching this year and wanting to see God work in their life. So as we start this new year, we're going to talk about a topic which affects most, I think, most people most of the time, and it's the topic of judgment and how to avoid judgment. I mean, the Bible does talk about how when we judge, uh, we're sort of standing in his place and taking his place and his right to be the righteous judge. But at the same time, judgment is a part of being a human and and being in the world. We have to judge what's dangerous and judge, uh, you know, different things. So judgment's not something that we have to turn off completely. But if judgment starts to run our lives, it can be a really bad thing. I mean, I think everyone, every Christian has kind of heard the verse, judge not lest you be judged. And that's about the extent of of where the discussion goes. You know, if someone's feeling judged by someone else, they'll say, judge not. Yeah, I mean, I think people use that as a, as a cop-out many times of saying, I know I'm doing something wrong, but you can't call me out on it, so don't judge me. Yeah, don't you judge me. Yeah, that's from <laughs> one of my favorite episodes of My Name is Earl. The, the mom always is going Every around doing, doing like, such, don't you judge me. Oh, such terrible things, and as soon as she gets called, don't you judge me. All right. <laughs> Well, but I think there's a lot of people who do kind of live that way. I mean, it's kind of a funny episode, but there are people who live that way. Yeah, they don't want to be judged because in their heart they know that what they're doing maybe is wrong. And I think we all have, we're all born with a a kind of a conscience. And I think also that we have Holy Spirit as Christians who is a bit of a guide to us and gives us that input and feedback if we're on the wrong path or doing something we shouldn't. But we all have a conscience as well that sort of prompts us when we're doing something that is maybe unhealthy or unwise or wrong. And what happens, I think, when people ignore that over time, it becomes fainter and fainter. Yeah. I think uh, we, we had this discussion actually in the car recently about judgment, and we were talking about a particular situation, which I won't go into that specific story, but we were saying, well, if we were at this place and we had a particular reason for being at that place, those on the outside looking could think that our motives were different or could think that we were there supporting something that maybe we generally wouldn't support. And so to be judged that way, it's very unfair because it's just what someone would see and then they are assuming our motivations or our reasons for being there, which again can be slanderous. Yeah. And that's one of the dangers I think of judging someone else is you maybe don't know the full story. Well, that's it. And I think that's why God says he's the only righteous judge because he's the only one with a perspective that's big enough and wide enough to actually know all the ins and outs of what's happening. Whereas as humans, we just sort of are able to see through our perception, you know, what our 
physical senses and our own mental perceptions of what may or may not be happening. And that's why our judgment can be flawed at times. Yeah. And I think it's one of the things that you sort of learn as you grow and mature is not to pay as much attention to others' judgment because they don't have the full picture. They don't know everything that's going on in your life. And if you are listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, you're listening to your conscience and you're making choices that you believe are right and good, then as you get older, you sort of throw off that yoke of worrying about other people's expectations and judgment over your life. But it's definitely something that impacts all of us at some point. Well, for sure. And I want to make sure that that we sort of specify too, there is, at least in my view and in my beliefs, there are definite right and wrong. You know, there's right and wrong in the world. There's truth and untruth. And when we make judgments based off of those sorts of things, I, I don't think that that's a a wrong thing. If I see someone committing a crime and go, you're committing a crime, I am judging them, but it's based on truth and based on the morality of of the day. So we have to be careful that we don't use the don't judge me thing as a way to just do whatever we want to do without (laughs) consequence or without accountability. There's certainly people who think that way. There's certainly people who say we are free to live however we choose and no one should judge anyone else. And I don't think that that's correct at all. I think that there you have to learn the difference between judging someone unfairly and judging someone fairly. Yeah, well, and as I say, it's a fact of life that we do make judgments all the time. I mean, we have to live our life by judgments. I mean, if I'm sitting... At a stop sign, I'm making judgments about the cars that are crossing in front of me. Are they going to stop? You know, is it my turn? All that kind of stuff. I'm making judgments. Now, I know that's a really simple thing. And really, the heart of what we're talking about today is more in a person's life and what the actions and behaviors that they are presenting and being an outsider looking at that, you know, and and making a judgment. That's where we've got to be careful. Yeah. I think given the backdrop of us sort of explaining, we understand that there's a wider context. We understand that sometimes judgment is necessary in order for you to be safe or for you to be able to set healthy boundaries and those sorts of things. But I think the perspective we want to kind of discuss today is around how do Christians, how do we walk through life without unfairly or wrongly judging other people? Yeah, that's the heart of really what I want to talk about because I know and I'm sure it's a universal experience, I have been unfairly judged at times. Like in my 20s and growing up in Atlanta, you know, I had three earrings and I played in a rock band and probably wore kind of band t-shirts and sort of that sort of stuff. And I have tattoos. (laughs) And, you know, there's a lot of judgment that comes from that culture, that Southern culture of you just look at someone and because they look a certain way, you go, that's what they're about. And I know all about you because I can see that you have earrings and tattoos, Yeah, which was completely not the case. You know, I was a worship leader and youth pastor and all that. Yeah, I was a little bit, you know, grungy, but it didn't change who I was, the true person who I was yeah. and what I was doing and who I was serving. But there were times that I was unfairly judged by that. And that was just from an outward appearance. Yeah. So judging people based on outward appearance is... Something that we do as a survival instinct, I think, to if you take it down to the most basic parts, but it's become a cultural thing as well in some places, especially. It doesn't happen so much in Australia, I don't think, but in when I was living in the United States, I certainly noticed that 
um, in the Southern culture in particular, there was a lot of judgment about around how people looked, for sure. And that's not really healthy or helpful. And I think especially in a Christian community, you know, when we're supposed to be loving one another and treating each other, um, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, you can't judge people by their appearance and do that. No, and I think we, we do that now. And, and unfortunately, I think the world has come to such a divisive climate that we are very quick to judge others by maybe something that they wear, the color of their skin, the political group that they vote for or are affiliated with, all that kind of stuff. And I think the problem is when you take one aspect of a person's life and judge the whole person on that, you know, and go, you're a bad person because, yeah, that's, I think that's where judgment becomes sinful. Yeah. You know, for me, this is something that I have definitely struggled with and I don't, I don't struggle with judging people by how they look or those kind of external things so much. I have definitely um, struggled with judging people as a form of self-protection for me. So I'll explain that a little bit more if I, I'll try to anyway. When I was growing up, my sister and I didn't always get along very well and she was bigger than me and stronger. And so sometimes she would beat me up and one of the only ways that I could defend myself really was with my words and so I would say things to her that were maybe hurtful and also another way that I defended myself was to judge her in my heart mm. and I wouldn't necessarily say anything to her about that but I would judge her in my heart as not being a nice person, as being horrible and all those sorts of things as my sort of form of self-protection against what she would do to me and I know now, um, having grown up, that she felt that judgment and it really impacted the way that she viewed me and our relationship. And it's something that I have had to learn how to deal with and change is when someone hurts me, judging them unfairly in my heart, or maybe it's even fairly, but judging them in my heart so that I can protect myself from them, which is sort of strange, but I think a lot of us do that. Oh, for sure. I I think talking about it as a self-protection mechanism, I mean, yes, it's something as simple as a white van pulls up offering me candy. I'm probably going to go, this is a bit sus and judge them, you know. <laughs> um, but also, yeah, in those those interactions on a serious note, those interactions that we have with people, I mean, judgment, I think, is really where we put a motive and an understanding of someone that we don't actually know, like we don't know that motive, you know, so we're assigning a motive to the person based on their actions. Yeah. Or even a value, like you're a horrible person, you're worse than me, I'm better than you, something like that. I think people do this all the time. They may not realize that's what they're doing, but they, they'll identify someone with a particular group. I mean, in this society where we've become so polarized, people will identify someone in a particular group and they'll judge them as being, that part of that group and they'll have you know this characteristic and that characteristic and you must believe this and you must think that and therefore you're a horrible person who's not worthy of my time and that's the kind of judgment we're talking about that it's really not of God and it's not also not helpful and it's not loving. I mean we've we've touched on multiple things here I mean yes there's judgment when someone hurts us uh, and that's where I, I talk about, yes, there's right and wrong. And when someone does the wrong thing and it causes pain in our life, we do make a judgment. But now how we deal with that judgment is something we'll discuss here in a moment. And that's really important because I don't think we can stop from 
making a judgment there. Like it's, it's just a natural inbuilt response that we have. Yeah. We've talked about judgment for people just based on an appearance or an affiliation and then assigning to them that they're either evil or good. And I think that's a problem as well. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of that on social media. Generalizing and yeah. Yeah. As soon categorizing as, people. As soon as you disagree with somebody, then you get labeled all kinds of names and you know labeled as a bad person. And I, I think that's really unfair. I mean, none of us want to feel that way. And I think we do it because it makes us feel justified. We start to say, well because I believe this and that makes me good. And because you believe that, that makes you bad. And don't I feel good about myself now? You know? Yeah. And it's, as I said, that is just not what God intended for us to do. And I, I, as you indicated, I think it's natural when someone does something wrong or hurtful, it's natural to judge that that action was wrong or hurtful. But what we don't want to stray into is then judging that person, their value, their, their identity, who they are, and everything about them because of that. No, and through through the years of doing prayer ministry with people, I've ministered to convicted pedophiles. I've uh, ministered to people who have done a whole range of terrible things. And when you sit in the room with the person, if you didn't know, you know, I had the uh, the privilege of kind of knowing their background or knowing what was going on in their life. But if you didn't know that, they're just normal, regular people. And, and I say, you hear me say this a lot. Bad people don't always do bad things, you know, or the yeah. reverse is true. Good people do do bad things. I, I saw this doesn't, article. It I doesn't saw, make them. Yeah. I saw this article the other day and it was about this boy that when he was a teenager, he was in his neighborhood playing and he saw a girl, a little girl, five years old, get abducted. She was thrown into a car and the car went split off. This little boy got on his bike and chased the car for 15 minutes and he was successful in rescuing this five-year-old girl, right? Mm. Well, what a hero. I mean, amazing. Everyone can say he's amazing, he's a hero. But in our culture, we tend to go, okay, we put him in the good box. But then that same boy was a few years later, he was sent to prison for armed robbery. Yeah. So you know, then people would take that and go, oh, he's in the bad box. Well, no, actually, you know, he is a person and he has done good and bad things. Well, you know, I think we have to try and see people as God sees people. I think as Christians, that, that's a really important point. And sometimes that is incredibly difficult to do that because we do tend to watch someone's behavior. So you've committed a crime. Now you're a criminal, which makes you a baddie. Mm. and we write off, you know, that's that's one isolated little incident in a person's life. Now, yeah, they might be a lifetime criminal, and that's how they get by, but there's a lot of people who make one mistake. They do something, they make a really bad choice, and they get lopped into that same sort of judgment as the person who's the lifetime criminal. For me, even a lifetime criminal, I know they have good aspects about them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I spent six months volunteering in the juvenile detention facility here and I met kids who I had a lot of fun with. We we laughed, we joked, we talked, we prayed together, we read the Bible together and they were, some of them were just really funny. They were outgoing, they were charismatic. I, I liked them. But they are obviously in there for a reason, you know, they've done bad things. And I think we've got to remember that God sees the heart of everyone and we are not judged 
purely just by the things that we do. He sees our heart. You know, the Bible tells us that he looks at the heart. Yeah. And we can't do that as a human. We can't look and see someone's heart. But we can give them our respect and our love. Um, And the love that we feel for people that we don't know comes from God. And so when we're walking in close communion with him, then we're filled with love. And and that kind of overflows to the people around us as we go about life. Like walking into a juvenile detention facility, I had so much love for these kids and that wasn't from me and my own strength. It was because of God and his love flowing through me. Yeah, and and that's how I think God sees us. I mean, in the end, if we start talking about right and wrong – we're all sinners. The Bible says we're all sinners. We've all fallen short. None of us amount to the the standard, reach the standard that God has set for us. Yet, he still loves us. He cherishes us. He gave his son to die on the cross for us. And to try and see in our humanly perspective to see people that way is very challenging. Yeah. It's really challenging. And it actually takes, I think, intentionality and it takes effort. Well, while we're talking, let's let's read a few things from the Bible. What is the Bible's perspective on judgment? From Matthew 7, verses 1 through 5, it says this. This was a really common passage on judgment. It says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you'll be judged, and with the measure you use, you will, it will be measured to you. And then it goes on with the verses that everyone loves to quote. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. We're all really good at that though, aren't we? (laughs) We're good at seeing the specks. (laughs) We can see other people's specks so clearly, but yes, we often miss our big block of wood. And I think one of the most common times when we're probably judging each other is within a family. So in a marriage, you know, kids to parents, parents to kids. And so because we're close to one another, we see each other every day, we're in each other's lives. It's really easy to see those specks in, in your spouse's eye, for example. And I know I do this with you and, you know, judging you for things. And then it's like, well, you know, actually, I probably should look at the plank sticking out of my own eye. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to point that out. <laughs> Thank you. No worries. No, I, I give you lots of specs to uh, <laughs> notice, but that's all fine. I think the the heart of the matter, and I use that word specifically, is God looks at the heart. He's not always looking at our actions. You know, he he very clearly talks about this. Like at one point Jesus was teaching, he was saying, if you look at someone with lust in your heart, it's as if you've committed adultery. Or if you have hatred for someone, it's as if you've committed murder in your heart. Mm. You don't actually have to go and kill the person, but you're guilty of the sin already in God's eyes because you hold it in your heart. So actions are, I guess, secondary to God it's more the heart issue that mm. he's looking at. For us, that's a really difficult thing because I cannot figure out your motives exactly. just by watching your actions. And so that's why people, I think, like to judge others' actions. And it's a very religious thing, I think, when churches get caught up in religiosity or the spirit of religion. They like to make a lot of rules around how people should act and behave and then they like to clamp down on those behaviors and judge and call out and they just they like to say well i have to you know 
keep people in line, so I'm calling out these behaviours. But really what God is looking at is the heart and that's what we should be focusing on is loving one another and looking at the heart and looking at our own heart actually first rather than the other person's heart. Well, that's clearly what, what Matthew says. He's, he says, deal with your own stuff, get the plank out of your eye before you go and help somebody else with the speck of sawdust in their eye. Yeah, you examine yourself first. So I think as Christians, that, that is a really great perspective or methodology for going about life and trying to be judgment-free, unrighteous judgment is what I'm talking about, is examine your own self first. I usually try and give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to believe in you and, and whatever until you prove me wrong is, is how I've kind of gone about it to put it into a simple term. I mean, I have to say I have always admired the way that you go through life without judging other people it's not just you're not just saying this I can say I've been married to you for 23 years and one of the things that I love most about you is that you don't judge other people you accept everyone as they are even when they're telling you the most horrible things that they've done in life and you still have compassion on them and accept them how they are and everyone who knows you would say that they would say you that you're just accepting of others and I'm sort of the opposite of that. <laughs> Although I've worked on it. I've worked on it a lot. But I tend to keep people a little bit at arm's distance until I get to know them better. And as I've gotten older, I don't do that as much. But it's something that I've learned by watching the way that you interact with and accept people and you accept me the way I am. And, I, you know, that's a really wonderful thing, I think. And I'm, I'm reminded of the story of David in the Old Testament where when you look at the things that he did, it was pretty horrible. He did some really bad stuff. Yet God says that he was a man after his own heart. And so that's really something for us to focus on and remember, I think, is that even when we've done bad things, you know, God says that he's forgiven us. When we ask Jesus for forgiveness, he is faithful and does forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And he's looking at our heart. He's not just looking at the things that may, the mistakes maybe we've made or the, the ways that we've sort of strayed from the path. But also in the same vein, we should be giving other people that benefit and not just judging them, whether it's out of our own fear or whether it's because we want to protect ourselves from them or because we are feeling bad about ourselves, or whatever the reason might be that we should tend more towards love rather than judgment. And I think that, you know, you've been a really good example of that for me. And thank you for saying that. But something I want to point out, though. And you're handsome too, so. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You haven't had those uh, glasses checked lately, but that's all right. <laughs> the thing I want to point out is in being non-judgmental, is that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have boundaries because all the things you said are true. I do try and just treat people as people and accept them as they are. And in fact, I really enjoy the stranger, weirder people of the world because they're more fun. And like, you know, <laughs> you just, it's great to accept the accept people and, and there's value in that. But at the same time, we still need to have good boundaries. Like you're talking about judgment to keep people at a distance, which is a protection me- mechanism, good boundaries are important too. So in if there is somebody who is unsafe or there is somebody who... Is consistently doing the wrong thing. Yes. Yeah. It's okay to set a boundary with that person. You know, being non-judgmental doesn't mean that we accept and condone and embrace everything that somebody does. Yeah, it doesn't mean having no discernment whatsoever. 
No. But what it does mean, as you say, is loving the person, seeing their God-given value and worth as God sees them, and treating them with that honor and respect. So that's how you can go into a prison and meet with criminals who have done horrible things and still see the value and the worth in them. I mean, society, I mean, we do. We separate them. We sort of throw them away. They're forgotten in a lot of ways. Yeah. But God still sees them, and God still values them, and we need to, to do that as well. And I think there's an element of pride in that kind of judgment too because you're sort of looking at the other person saying, I'm better than you. You're worth less than me. And I think that's the kind of judgment we're talking about and it's really rooted in sort of pride or fear. But God wants us to have a humble heart where we see the log in our own eye, so to speak, and we realize that we are no better than anyone else. We're all sinners who have fallen short of the glory of God and we're all just trying our best. But yes, you can have healthy boundaries against people who are maybe unsafe or doing the wrong thing consistently while also not judging them in your heart as being worth less than you. Yeah, for sure. And I just love being able to get to know people. As an introvert, I'm not super into social scenes and all of that. But when I get to really know somebody, that I enjoy kind of digging deeper with someone and finding out what makes them tick and and who they are and what they're about. And I think that's where then my love for them really shines or it comes forward. Like that's where I really start to love people. But if we come at things with with a judgment already set, you're never going to dig into that. You're never going to get past that surface, whatever it may be, an appearance or an affiliation or whatever. You'll never get past that if you're not willing to go a little bit deeper. Because it takes vulnerability and love to be able to make that connection with somebody. It definitely does. And if we take the time to actually get to know someone, it's very, I I find it rewarding. I just find that rewarding and we're all the better for it. Everybody has something to offer. So what would you say to someone who says, okay, I'm, I'm listening to this. I understand now what judgment is and I've been doing that to the people in my life, what should they do now? Well, it it goes back to the things that we talk about a lot. I think we need to do forgiveness, particularly if someone's hurt us and we've we've judged them as a bad person because they've they've hurt us. That doesn't give us a right to hold bitterness and unforgiveness in our heart. We've very clearly talked about forgiveness and and what it means and, and the command of God basically to forgive others because he's forgiven us. So one is forgiveness if, if that's required. Two, I often lead people in a prayer to release unrighteous judgment. And I use those, those words of, I repent and ask forgiveness for my unrighteous judgments towards whoever. And I choose to release them of those judgments and I choose to bless them. And it's just a 180. It basically is turning that perspective around of, I'm not going to judge this person. I'm going to hand them over to you, God, because you're the righteous judge and only you can really do it. And I'm going to choose to bless them. I'm going to choose to send love their way instead of my judgments or or whatever negative feelings that we may have. Yeah, so I just would encourage anyone listening who is feeling as though perhaps they've judged someone in their life to say that little prayer of repentance. And even if you have judged God, that's a big thing people do as well, you know, release him from that judgment, repent of judging him for anything that you have held against him. Yeah, and 
that'll bring you much closer to God, and I think it'll bring you much closer to others when we start to release those judgments, particularly when they're unrighteous and unfair. Well, this has been the Kingfisher Podcast with Eric and Bron Whitley. We're so glad that you joined us, and uh, we hope you learned a little something about judgment today. Leave us a comment. Please like and subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you're listening. It really helps us a lot. May you be blessed.